Welcome to End of the Age. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We're so glad that you have joined us today. The number to call in on the show is 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Biden has threatened red, red wing, excuse me, right wing Americans. Yeah. What's that about, Doug? Well, this isn't the first time he's, he's made comments like this, but uh, he was addressing a crowd the other day. He's going to address America tonight. You know, he's got a speech coming up, I think, tonight uh, that he's going to address the United States uh, but he was uh, speaking to a group of folks in a school gym the other day, and he just made some comments there where he he basically threatened uh, people who stand up for the Second Amendment rights and uh, what we call patriots, people who uh, believe that we need to save this country and not allow it to continue on the course that it's on right now, uh, you know, towards socialism and communism. Uh, and so... Anyway, it's very interesting to come from a president. I can't remember any time in my history. I'm only 55 years old, though, but I can't ever remember a sitting president threatening half of the population of the nation like this. Really, probably more than half, I mean, if the truth were known. But um, anyway, it's very interesting what he said. We're going to look at some video clips and talk about it a little bit today. So. Well, and, and it's important to talk about this, Doug, because this could be connected to what the Bible prophesied as being world government. Mm-hmm. Um, not so much that Biden would threaten right wing or that a uh, Republican candidate would threaten the left wing, but the ideas that are being tossed around in the threats, in the speeches, um, it looks a lot like what's coming that the Bible told us to look for just before the second coming of Jesus. So we're going to be talking about this in detail today. It's a thing called world government. It's a very bad idea, but it's being painted as a good idea, and it's happening around the world. Some people get the choice to go along with it, or I guess maybe that's relative as well. Some people think they have the choice to go along with it. But nonetheless, um, we're going to be talking about it today and how it relates to um, Bible prophecy and what the what, what God told us would happen in the Word just before the second coming. Now, Doug, there's other things going on um, just before the second coming of Jesus, and one of those things that there'd be these modern nations in the Bible. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like our founding lesson here: is United States discovered in the Bible? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So uh, in Daniel chapter seven, Vince, we can see there that there's beasts that are represented. Uh, as you go down through Daniel chapter 7, you discover that these beasts are actually nations and that these nations are prophesied to be on the planet when Jesus Christ comes back to set up his government. So and, I need to stop you there yes, because okay, that's, go ahead. that's really <laughs> incredible. Yes. The Bible tells us what nations will be on the earth mm-hmm. just before the second coming of Jesus. Yes. Because, you know... When we read our Bible, we don't hear anything about Mexico. Right. We don't read anything about Canada or the United States. or These names are not mentioned. You don't right. see the children of Israel going to battle with Australia or right. whatever. Uh, fill in the blank. There's many, many nations not mentioned. Yeah. So that, you know, we know that nations rise and fall. Mm-hmm. And if the Bible tells us which nations will be present, we can know about when that season of the second coming approaches. Absolutely. So what are these nations? 
Daniel 7, you said, right? Right. So Daniel 7 gives us a, a lion with eagle's wings. Daniel watches until the wings are, are plucked off of the lion and the wings are made to stand up on the feet of a man and a man's heart's given to it. Uh, and then we also see a bear and we see a four-headed leopard there. And then there's a fourth and final kingdom that is something that Daniel couldn't really describe and it has ten horns. And so he talks through that chapter. He explains these uh, beasts are nations and that they're here when the uh, Ancient of Days sits and judgment's given and uh, the kingdom is given to uh, Jesus Christ and to the saints. And so uh, we just know from reading that scripture that we get the answers to what those nations are because throughout the scripture it tells us that these are kings or kingdoms. And uh, knowing that these kings or kingdoms are going to be modern day nations uh, because they will be the nations that are here when Jesus Christ comes back. Then when you flip forward into Revelation chapter 13, uh, John gives a depiction of these world kingdoms and now they are joined together and they're in the body of one beast. It's got the body of the leopard, the mouth of the lion, the feet of the bear, and the ten horns of the uh, ten horn kingdom. And so it, it also has seven heads. And so you see that now all of these nations that Daniel saw individually have come together collectively and they formed what we call the one world government. And these beasts, they kind of seem mythical, but they're really um, symbolic. So right. I think it's very interesting that this beast has the mouth of the lion. Mm-hmm. And that is because if the lion is Great Britain, which we believe it is, well, their language is the mouth of the lion would speak English. Mm-hmm. And English is the prominent language in the world. Right. So it's very interesting that the this world government system would have the mouth of a lion because so many people speak English today. Yeah, and, and one of the key things about that too, Vince, is the UN has now gone to... Uh, English being the primary language that they'll use there on mm-hmm. the council floor. If you want to hear a different language, you have to wear a headset, but everything printed and everything spoken is spoken in the English language with people having to wear translators uh, if they don't speak that language. Also, another interesting thing is all pilots all over the world have to speak English because English is the prominent language uh, for all the airlines and everything. So to be able to communicate and everything, that's one of the things that's taken place. And so we, we see that prophecy actually you know, has already come to pass, that it, that's it, the main language there. It's basically saying English will be the primary language just before the second coming of Jesus. Yeah, and it's also interesting too, Vince, when you think about the Tower of Babel and what was going on there, mm-hmm. uh, the first time that man tried to establish a world government on their own, Uh, They all spoke the same language and the same tongue, and that's why they were able to accomplish the things they were accomplishing. And uh, so God came and scattered them into nations and confused their language. And so uh, we're kind of seeing us right back almost to that same point where we're all speaking the same language. And, you know, look at the things that we've been able to achieve because of the communication that we can have with one another. I mean, they're talking about futuristic things like... um, you know, robots being able to take over our jobs and transhumanism and all these things uh, because we communicate with one language. Well, Biden threatens right-wing Americans. We're going to get into that after the break. Could what's coming 
cause a civil war or promote? Could, 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 uh, could that promote a civil war to get world government in place? We're going to talk about it more, see what the Bible has to say. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time, understand how you fit in, and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to endtime.com slash future or call 800 endtime. That's 800-363-8463. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online and End of the Age Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the end time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you, and we love you. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End of the Age television and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning end-time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or visit endtime.com slash events for more information. Welcome back to Into the Age. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We are taking your calls. The number to join us is 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Could civil war occur to prevent or promote world government in America? What do you think? And we're going to look at what the Bible has to say. But Biden has threatened right-wing Americans in a statement. So we're talking about that today because of the connections to world government. The first segment, we kind of broke down uh, what the Bible has to say about nations that will be on the earth just before the second coming of Jesus and how that uh, how they have formed a, to form a world government according to Bible prophecy, and we've seen that happen. And so now we're looking at how does that impact us as individuals, how does that impact uh, the United States of America and beyond. And so we're going to get into that today. I do want to uh, celebrate with you because I told you on Tuesday that we were $20,000 short of our match campaign goal. And we actually, um, because of generous partners like you, were able to meet that goal. So uh, thank the Lord that we were able to have a, a match campaign and uh, a partner matched up to $50,000. And so we met our goal there. We didn't meet the big goal of the Understand the End Time production costs. We're still uh, significantly uh, far away from raising the funds that it requires to produce such a uh, large series like that. So you can still give to it. Uh, there's no more match campaign, though. 
but you can give to that by going to endtime.com slash U-E-T. Um, it's understanding the End Time 14 video series that will be coming out uh, prayerfully and hopefully in December. We're very excited about it because this series has impacted so many millions of lives around the world, and most likely you. Many people have come to End Time Ministries through this series, and so we were able to update it um, over the last several months, and we're very excited because uh, for a number of reasons, but one is uh, the cool way we're going to be able to incorporate Irvin's teachings. Obviously, he's passed away, but we're able to incorporate his teachings into the lessons along with Dave, and so uh, you definitely uh, want to make sure you get a copy of that. It will be available on Into the Age Plus as well, so um, stay tuned for more information on that. But we're close to our goal there. Uh, on endtime.com slash UET, you can contribute to the production cost for that. It helps out a lot. We appreciate it very much. All right, Doug. President Biden mm-hmm. uh, threatens right-wing Second Amendment supporters. I know we've got a video clip. I know you want to say something about it before we get to it. So I think it's time to get into it. Yeah, so I'm, we're going to show a clip in a second, but I want you to understand that one of the things that he says, he talks about uh, specifically... Trump supporters and people who believe in the Second Amendment rights, uh, you know, that we are able to protect ourselves. And then he says that these same people, he accuses this group of people of shooting police officers. And I don't know anybody that believes in the Second Amendment rights as far as a patriotic belief in that, that shoots at police officers. I mean, we are the opposite of that. If you remember, not only the, the left, but the Biden administration itself talked about uh, defunding the police at one time because of, of the turmoil that was going on during the time of the George Floyd uh, killing and everything that happened there. They talked about defunding the police there, and they had Antifa and uh, other groups Uh, riled up, taken to the street, burning buildings and flipping police cars and uh, dragging business owners out of their businesses and beating them in the streets. And they kind of promoted that and was like, okay with all of this. But now he's turning the tables and he's saying that people who are uh, right-wing Americans, who are patriots, who believe in the Second Amendment rights, that these people are the ones that want to shoot at police. I don't know if that's in our clip, but he did say it. If you go back and watch the full clip, you can see that. So let's go ahead and look at the clip. And for those brave right-wing Americans who say it's all about keeping America, keeping America's independent and safe, if you want to fight against the country, you need an F-15. You need something a little more than a gun. No, I'm not joking. Think about this. Think about the rationale we use that's used to provide this. And who are they shooting at? Shooting at these guys behind me. So, he's, like I said, Vince, he says a whole lot in that. And he even says that um, there are more children killed with guns than anything else in this country. Uh, which I beg to differ because I know that abortion kills way more children than bullets do coming from guns. But when you think about these statistics that he's talking about, uh, firing these statistics off, and I've looked at fact-checking and how they've said, you know, this isn't completely correct or anything. They never mention abortion in that. They never talk about that. They never talk about Chicago, who has the toughest gun laws in the United States of America, but yet they have the highest murder rate with guns 
because there's criminals out there that have guns. None of the people that are trying to defend themselves do, but the criminals do. And there's gunfights all the time and people that are killed because of that. But well, anyway, they, they wouldn't include abortion because to them that's not killing a human. Yeah, absolutely. That's a choice of a woman, not not the death of that's, a child. That's not a baby. Yeah. That's not a human in there. Yeah, that's what they believe. You're absolutely correct. But, you know, if we look at this with common sense, which is not being used a whole lot anymore. I'm sorry. I'm riled up today, folks. Don't mess with Doug's guns. Let's just start there. It's not that. This is America. These are people who at least half the population in this country believe in the Second Amendment. And, And he's talking about going to war with the government. Nobody's talking about going to war with the government except for the left. They're the ones that keep bringing this up and saying, oh, there's going to be a civil war, there's civil war, civil war. Uh, well, they even, they would proclaim, I think they would say they believe in the Second Amendment too, but, you know, you don't need these big guns for hunting deer, right? That's Yeah, buy a that's, shotgun. That's, that's the line, I think. Buy a shotgun. And, i tell you this much. Anybody that speaks out against... Uh, an AR-15 or a weapon like that has never gone... Those are assault rifles, right? Isn't that what that stands for, AR? The AR? Assault rifle? Yeah, not exactly. <laughs> uh, but anybody that, that says that you don't need uh, high-capacity rounds have never been hog hunting in West Texas, uh, you know, when you're surrounded by herds of hogs that are running at you trying to kill you while you're trying to exterminate them off of property. So anyway, I just say that. They make fun of hunters all the time and say, well, why do you need so many bullets? Well, have you ever been hog hunting? That's what I would ask them. And uh, I don't believe they have. But anyway, Maybe they're on. used to those organized <laughs> safari hunts. Yeah, you maybe know, so. It's a little where more they just uh, need cordial. A, sh- a shotgun, I guess. Yeah. But it's, it's not only... Uh, it, so it's been brought up a lot, Vince, since he made this statement a couple of days ago. And... Um, our White House representative, or his, uh, I guess, what do you call the lady? I can't think now what she's called. The um, the uh, White House press secretary. Yes. Okay. So anyway, she even backed him up on this and, and called out. She actually called out uh, Donald Trump supporters in, uh, in some of the things she said. So we got a little bit of an article there. Do we want to hit that real quick? Why not? All right, let's do Before that. we do, though, Doug, I want to ask you. Yeah. We're talking about, you know, you're, you're getting all worked up because he's bringing, talking about these guns, right? I mean, I know it's not just guns, mm-hmm. but that's probably how it would be perceived. Um, but the guns thing, why is that an important thing to talk about from a Bible prophecy perspective? Well, from a, a Bible prophecy perspective, it's probably not, you know, something that, is prophetic as far as yeah the, I don't I don't see it themselves. in there where they're going to come after your guns right and and of course you know I've had questions asked to me about where Jesus told the disciples to sell your cloak and buy a sword does this mean we're supposed to go buy guns and things no that's not what that's saying there um, you know talking about that a little bit Jesus was was being um, more or less trying to teach them a lesson he wasn't saying he wasn't talking about going out and getting a physical sword. In, in that scripture, when you read it, it says, we have two swords. And the Lord said, oh, that's going to be enough. 
That's, he wasn't talking about a physical sword there. He was trying to get them prepared for what was coming. He was getting ready to uh, lay his life down for them, and their lives were going to change dramatically. And the sword that he was talking about, I believe, was more of the spiritual warfare type of sword that we read about, which is the Word of God. And he wasn't talking about a physical sword anyway. Two swords would not defend those 12 disciples against a military like the Roman military or even uh, even the... Uh, the guards there that uh, guarded the Sadducees and the Pharisees. So it wouldn't be enough. He wasn't talking about going out and stocking up on guns, okay? But the, the thing is, is when you look at what's been going on, Vince, and you see what's happening in other countries, these people have been forced to change their life if they wanted to or not. They didn't have a choice. The reason why? They all gave their guns up previously. So we're learning lessons from Australia, from New Zealand, places like that where they put the hammer down. The government has put the hammer down on the people, and there's no way to defend yourself against uh, a tyrannical government. Now, that's not what any of us are believing we're going to have to do right now. That's what they're trying to push us into, I believe. But that's not what people that I know think of, and especially not Christians. We've There's been a war against the Christians for a long time now. You know, because we believe differently than the LGBTQ, whatever else comes after that group. Uh, plus in there. Yeah, and and we disagree with uh, other things. I won't go into because I know that, you know, they'll censor us and things like that. But folks know what I'm talking about. They know where we've been the last two years and what's been going on in these other countries. And so that's why it's important. In order for the world government to control us and to have us to where we can do nothing, they got to take away our ability to defend ourselves. And so that's why it's an important issue. Uh, not that I'm passionate over my guns and things like that. I'm not. It's You're I not. do I, I do like to hunt, and but I know that it's my right as an American, and it's it's in uh, the Declaration. It's it's in our. Um, our rights as an American, we were given these as born into this country. It's rights that they cannot take away from us, and they keep saying they can. They keep saying, oh, yeah, we can do that. We can." So as Christians, Doug, we know this world government is coming. Yeah. We know the Antichrist is coming. We know the false prophet's coming. We know that when these things occur, we're going to be that much closer to the second coming of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So why not just be in favor of this gun control stuff and let let the world government get established even even greater. Why fight it? Right. Because there is a scripture that we very much believe refers to this nation. And we cannot let this nation fall. Uh, if we do, we're not going to be able to, to fulfill that scripture that we believe is the United States of America, which is the wings of the eagle protecting or helping to protect Israel in uh, Revelation twelve fourteen. It says that the woman was given the wings of a great eagle that uh, she may be nourished for time, times, and the dividing of time. So we believe that those wings of an eagle are the same wings that were plucked from the line in Daniel 7, 4, and that uh, we have uh, to continue to be able to defend Israel. We've been doing a pretty good job of that up till now. But if America falls and we fall under that world government, uh, like so many people are trying to push us into, then we won't be able to fulfill that role. We won't be able to help Israel to defend herself. Uh, and so that's why it's important that this nation doesn't fall. If this nation falls, uh, that's pretty much it for 
being able to stand up to the world government. We're the only thing standing between world government and taking over everything right now. So that's why I believe it's important. We are taking your calls. The number to join us is 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Now, the story that you were referencing earlier, press secretary uh, made a statement here. Uh, the story says the White House denounced supporters of President Donald Trump on Wednesday, accusing them of posing an extremist threat to our democracy. White House press secretary Corrine Jean-Pierre began the daily briefing by condemning Republican leaders for their dangerous rhetoric, but also said that President Joe Biden believed supporters of former President Donald Trump were also a threat. Quote, let me be very clear. It's not just Republican leadership. So it's not just them, but it's also, oh no, no, she goes on to say, it's not just that blanket, right? He's talking about an extreme portion, an extreme part of the party. Jean-Pierre previewed the president's speech planned for Thursday about restoring the soul of democracy and warned of extreme Republicans. Quote, when you are supporting an authoritarian figure, as we have seen, who is leading, currently leading, the former president, you know, and I'm saying and inciting the violence that you are or wanting to take our freedoms. You know we need to say something. End quote. Jean-Pierre asserted there was more examples we can count of Trump supporters and Republican leaders demonstrating their threats to democracy. And so, Doug, I mean, that's kind of why we pose this question. I mean, this is a pretty strong statement calling out Trump supporters. Mm-hmm. So, if we know a world government is coming, could civil war occur to either promote that world government because these ideas that are being pushed are anti what half the country thinks or more or less, somewhere around there, Mm -hmm. or it could happen to prevent this world government from taking over. Does the Bible say anything about that specifically, about the United States civil war in the end time? I don't believe that it does. If it does, we haven't found that passage that gives us that information. Um, the The only thing, um, you know, Vince, like I said before, the only thing that I can see that this could do is open the door for world government to come in. And that might be the only way that we could A civil tie. war, you're saying? Yeah, to, to take America down. Gotcha. Yeah. Or it could prevent it. Yeah, it, it could. All right, we'll talk more about that on the other side of the break. We're curious what you think as well. Give us a call, 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Whether it's a global pandemic, threat of war, or floundering economies, end-time events are happening around the world every day. How can you have peace in a world of such great uncertainty? With the End Time Magazine subscription, you can gain a deeper understanding of current events and its prophesied repercussions. End Time Magazine's exclusive content and prophetic insight allows you to understand where we are in the end time. It will give you peace when horrific news and events happen. When you subscribe today to End Time Magazine for 12 months for just $19.99, you can have hope for the future because you will understand what the Bible says about the time we are living in. You'll get access to exclusive articles like the Prophesied American-Israeli Alliance, End Time Do's and Don'ts, and Could School Choice Save America? 
Subscribe for you or a friend right now. Go to endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-END-TIME. The symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, The Unveiling of Jesus Christ Part 2. The late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. Welcome back to End of the Age. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. Do want to make you aware that Dave and Jana Robbins will be in South Bend, Indiana. I believe it's a week from tomorrow. Is that correct, Doug? You... That's correct. All right. So if you're in the northern Indiana, Chicago area, uh, make plans to come out and meet us in South Bend. We'd love for you to come out. It's always a great conference there. We've been going to South Bend for 20-plus years, Doug. I've been there a few times myself. It's a great place. Always have a great time there, so make plans to come out and join us. You can learn more about the venue details and times and such by going to endtime.com slash events. Also, I do want to again thank you for your generous contributions to the match campaign towards understanding the end time um, series that is coming out. It's in the production phase right now. Um, We had a generous partner uh, commit to doubling um, donations up to $50,000, and we did meet our goal there, so we're very thankful for that. However, we're still over $100,000 short of covering the entire production cost. So if you'd like to contribute to that, you can go to endtime.com slash UET. It'll go a long way in helping us get that series across the finish line and available for viewing on End of the Age Plus and also in DVD form so you can um, join together with other people like we've done for so long with this series we have hundreds of groups happening right now in the United States and world um, showing these videos, totally free for you to go join. Um, but little pockets of communities in many states, uh, I think almost every state. And so go. you can find all that information on endtime.com as well. But this series will be very much the same where groups will gather together and watch it together and grow in their discipleship journey by going through these prophecies and more. So... Uh, we're really excited about this uh, series becoming available, and we just can't wait for December to get here so you all can see what the editors have been working on. So it's very exciting. Um, Doug, we were talking about the press secretary um, right before the break, mm-hmm. and she had made some statements, uh, kind of given a, a um, reveal of what Biden plans to talk about uh, and called out Trump supporters. I think she even says MAGA, uh, MAGA supporter, something like that. We do have a video clip. Are we ready to go to that? Yeah, let's go ahead and see All right, let's see what she had to say. When it comes to voters, how does the president differentiate between the ultra-MAGA folks who he sees as an extremist threat to democracy and the average GOP voter? So, um, can't talk about voters from here. Uh, As you know, no. 
Oh, no, I, I get you. Uh, not going to, I just need to say that, right? Just to, <laughs> just to be clear. Um, I mean, the, the president has been, has been really clear about the leadership, right? The MAGA Republicans uh, in leadership. Uh, they're the ones who have the platform. Uh, they're the ones who, uh, again, the extremist part of the Republican Party. Uh, they're the ones who, uh, you know, folks listen to uh, in their own party. And by inciting violence, by trying to take away, they're the ones who are the legislators and trying to take away our rights, uh, trying to take away our freedoms. And that's who the president is speaking to, right? He's being very targeted in that way and calling that out uh, and saying, you know, we can't allow our democracy to be attacked in this way. And they have a responsibility, right? They have a responsibility in how uh, uh, they are doing their business on behalf of uh, their constituents. So for folks sitting at home when the president is talking about preserving the soul of the nation and his threats to democracy, he's not referring to those individuals. He's talking about Republican leadership. Well, let me be be very clear. It's not just Republican leadership. It's not just that blanket, right? He is talking about an ex, in an ex, extreme portion, an like extreme uh, part of, of the party. He's been very, very clear about that. He was just in Maryland, as you all know, and he talked about Governor uh, Larry Hogan and talked about how he is a conservative Republican who does not, who is not in that bucket, right? He was very clear, and he he was very purposeful in saying that and being respectful to uh, conservative Republican who are not part of that extreme. Uh, so again, want to be very clear here. Uh, this is not a blanket statement. Uh, this is calling out what we have seen for some time uh, um, uh, since 2017, as the president wrote about in his article. Right when you are when you are supporting an, an authoritarian figure as we have seen, who is leading, currently leading, the former, uh, uh, the former president, uh, you know, and, and, um, and saying, the, inciting the violence that you are or wanting to take away our freedoms, uh, you know, it, we need to say something. He's not going to shy away from that. Okay, so Trump and, and his supporters are taking away freedoms. So... Let me see if I got this right. Trump put a hit list out on 12 different doctors that were saying things against the narrative during a certain event that's happened in the last couple of years. Um, called them dirty dozen and took them off of all their platforms to where they had no voice. Trump did that? Let's I don't see. Think so. Did Trump put together a plan to uh, to be able to discredit everybody else that had a free speech on the internet and and put some crazy lady in charge that sang a Mary Poppins song was that Trump that did that uh their their information of or their what they call it their um department of misinformation or department of truth I can't remember what it was called but then that you know that kind of got shut down because people were going wait wait a second that's kind of authoritarian uh we can't be authoritarian because that's the Trump guy that's authoritarian, right? And other people, I mean, it just, it, it goes on and on, the, the freedoms that are being taken away. I remember a freedom like, uh, you know, if you don't do a certain thing, you're not going to be able to meet with your family and have cookouts and things. I don't remember that being under the former administration or uh, 
anybody that believes in the Second Amendment right saying that you couldn't have the right to have a cookout in your front yard with your family members. I don't remember that being from that side. I remember it being from the other side a little bit. So anyway, just I just wanted to make sure that, that I heard her correctly and and that this side is the side that's the, the side that believes in the Second Amendment rights and things like that is the side that's taken away your freedoms. Um, it's very interesting. So with that, Doug, what's the world government connection? So the world government connection is uh, we've got to fall in line with all these edicts that they want. Who put all that together? Uh, the world government was the one putting it together, right? We had the WHO uh, given guidelines. We had the CDC given guidelines. We had all these agencies that are government agencies uh, telling us that there were certain things that we couldn't do and certain things that we needed to do or you were going to lose your job. Um, things like, you know, right now we're dealing with a very extensive medical condition in my family um, and and being in the hospital a couple of weeks ago with my dad uh, one of the things that he waited all day to get in the hospital room because of the fact that they said they didn't have a room available when we got up there on the second floor there were tons of rooms available the problem was there wasn't enough nurses you know why there wasn't enough nurses because there were a lot of nurses that lost their job that refused to do something that the government was telling them they had to do to keep their job so they're saying that you know these extreme right MAGA people they're painting these people as bad yeah now obviously there's bad people well if I say bad people on both sides that has some uh, bad connotations Doug I probably probably shouldn't say that there there are bad people in every group there are good people in every group we, right. we get all that mm-hmm. the point I think here is that you know the association with the MAGA thing is America first, right? Like, right. Make not, America great again. Not the world first, but right. America first. Let's yeah. let's take care of our let's clean our room first before we go trying to clean everybody else's room. Right. And so, the nationalism of that is painted in a bad picture, mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, well, we should send billions of dollars to other countries instead. Or we should be more in alignment with what the World Economic Forum is saying or the United Nations is saying. And so if you're not thinking in those terms, you're the bad guy. You're the extremist, right? Right. So the picture's being painted of what we see in Bible prophecy, that this world government is coming, Mm -hmm. that a mark of the beast is coming, Mm -hmm. and that if you don't fall in alignment with these uh, rules that will be in place, then you're going to be... An outcast, essentially. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what Scripture's saying. Now, we think that we'll be able to have liberty in Jesus no matter what comes, no matter what trials we face, we'll be able to have liberty in Jesus. And there's going to be some incredible miracles that occur. Mm -hmm. Um, Even while the Romans were ruling and um, persecuting the disciples, amazing things happened. Amazing revival occurred. Um, and things happen that were supernatural that can't be explained through a human eye. And so it doesn't really matter what forces come against us, Doug. We know this world government come, is coming. We know the Antichrist and false prophets coming. And, of course, the current administration seems to promote these ideas of world government. Yeah. And so if you don't fall in alignment with, with what they're saying, you're the bad guy. So that's what we're seeing in the news today. Right. And Jesus said that's that's going to happen right before the second coming. Yeah, absolutely. And and so 
you know, one of the things that we're also seeing, Vince, there in, in watching these two separate uh, videos that we've watched and, and reading these stories about what's going on, this is nothing new. This is something that's been going on for a long time. And it is uh, a, you know, there's an old saying that if you tell a lie enough, that it becomes the truth. And, uh, and it's kind of an old tactic. They've been doing it for a long time. Uh, but we have another clip I'd like to look at because this is from the John Birch Society. And it was actually made, it was filmed in 1969. And uh, it was a, uh, actually what it was was a presentation where they were explaining how uh, through uh, the communist idea of attacking your opponent and making them out to be the bad guy by putting them with certain groups that everybody associates as evil or bad it's a way to destroy a group from the inside out and so this was a lecture that was actually filmed in 1969 explaining how this is part of the communist manifesto well let's check it out okay in 1943 the following directive was issued from party headquarters to all communists in the United States. It read, When certain obstructionists become too irritating, label them after suitable buildups as fascist or Nazi or anti-Semitic and use the prestige of anti-fascist and tolerance organizations to discredit them. In the public mind, constantly associate those who oppose us with those names which already have a bad smell. The association will, after enough repetition, become fact in the public mind. So, see, this is a very old idea, 1940-something, that, that that actually came out. And that's kind of the playbook that's being used right now. We're watching that be used. Uh, people are put into a box labeled as a communist or a Nazi or a white supremacist or, uh, you know, a an extremist, a terrorist. Uh, and it's not just Second Amendment believers. It's people that believe in the Word of God. It's mm-hmm. people that believe uh, what the Word of God says and that there are certain things that we are supposed to stay away from and not uh, do. And it's called sin. And we're not supposed to be involved in sin. And if you believe that way, well, and you're trying to help mm-hmm. other people believe that, well, then you're a bad guy. You're an extremist. You're a spiritual racist. So... That's kind of where we are right now, Vince. Well, we are going to get to your calls on the other side of the break. We do have open lines. You can join us at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Don't forget to go to endtime.com slash events or give us a call at 800-END-TIME to learn when Dave and Jana will be in your town next. They'll be in South Bend a week from tomorrow, so make plans to come to that. Again, go to endtime.com slash events. I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began the ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. End Time is a small nonprofit that runs a high-traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. If you only give to one cause per month, 
please consider partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. Call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. Welcome back to End of the Age Open Lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Trey is watching from Texas, and you can call us, too, by calling 877-END-TIME. Trey, welcome to End of the Age. Thank you for taking my call. I want to say yes. Uh, more than anybody else, he was right. I never thought I'd live to say it, but yes, Bernie Sanders was right. Uh, this thing about Trump is really just a distraction. Really, it's all about the midterms, and I'll tell you why. It comes down to the federal judiciary. The Democrats and the liberals and the leftists are hoping that they can replace Sam Alito or and or Clarence Thomas for uh, Biden leaves possibly in 2024. Uh, that's what this is all about because they're very upset. The leftists and all the all the feminists are very upset that Roe v. Wade has been overturned. And there are those that are, sure, are very fearful that Ogre befelled the case that gave us gay marriage may be overturned as well. Clarence Thomas alluded to that. And I would say those of us who are Bible-believing Christians, whether it be Catholic or Protestant, uh, we need to make sure that we do our solemn duty and vote for the conservatives. Uh, they happen to be mostly Republican. And we need to make sure that we're registered and we vote for these people and support them financially if we can. Otherwise, we're giving away the store. I guarantee you, those on the left, uh, they're very rabid and they're very determined and they're very resentful for what's happened and they will come out in droves and vote. And so we must, we must do our duty in the polls and in the pocketbooks to meet them, uh, toe to toe, so to speak. All right. Thank you for your call, Trey. Doug, thoughts? Well, I mean, there's always an agenda behind everything, Vince. And, you know, I mean, bottom line, I don't want people to get the wrong impression about what we're trying to say today because we're not saying that Trump is right and Biden's wrong here. What we're talking about is the division of this nation and how they're trying to destroy this nation by turning us against each other and making it a left and right situation here. Uh, you know, a, a country that's fighting against itself is going to fall eventually. We won't be able to do this. Uh, bottom line is we can't look to a party to save us. We can't look for a party to save this nation. As Christians, our battlefield, really, we need to be on our knees. We need to be praying. Uh, yes, I'm passionate about my rights as an American, but I'm more passionate about my rights as a Christian and about who I serve. And so I, I don't want us to come off today as uh, this is an attack on the Biden administration or we're supporting the Trump administration. What we're doing right now is trying to just show what is happening in this nation and get you excited about praying for this nation. Because, you know, the word of God tells us, Vince, that if we repent and we turn uh, back to the Lord and we begin to call upon his name and seek his face, that he's going to hear our prayers from heaven. He's going to heal this land. He's going to give us uh, what we need. And that caller made a very good point that Roe v. Wade was reversed and that's made people upset. And, and probably half of the population may be upset about that. I don't know what the stats are on that. But the bottom line is this is a spiritual 
war that's beginning to happen. That's been happening for several years now, I believe. Uh, not just beginning, but it's been happening for a long time. And we've been watching the demise of the United States ever since, I believe, uh, uh, 9-11. When that happened, I believe that uh, we've, we've been watching this country decline ever since then. And so the bottom line is we've got to get back in church uh, we've got to get our kids back in church. We've got to start ri- uh, raising up a nation uh, that is a, a Bible-believing, God-fearing nation again and seeking the, the God of creation and asking the Lord Jesus to hear these cries and turn and heal our land because without that, we are doomed. So that's kind of the bottom line. I just want everybody to understand what they're trying to do. This is a, a psych war. They're trying to get in your head and turn you against your neighbor. And we need to be more united right now than we've ever been in this country. Doug, you know that kind of gets me riled up when you start talking about this kind of stuff. And I've got to say it because i got to say it every time, I think. Um, you and I both were in youth ministry for many years. And we both, uh, I don't know that we've talked about this before, but I think I can say it with confidence. Tell me if I'm wrong or not. We got blamed a lot, you know, for the what kids were learning or not learning or uh you know almost as if we were a parental role in these kids life which obviously there is some of that uh, to it but um parents would would be upset that their kid would be behaving a certain way or wouldn't be learning a certain thing in the bible mm-hmm. you ever experienced that as a youth pastor oh absolutely yeah, so always the youth pastor's fault yes so when we start talking about what the church needs to do i start getting kind of not offense uh, offensive but i i got to point back to the home too because yes the church needs to do all those things that you just said total agreement there mm-hmm. it feels to me like where we're lacking the most is in the home mm-hmm. you know Dads aren't as engaged as they once were. Moms are engaged maybe like they have always been, but spiritually speaking, um, I see so many parents put their kids on on a screen and totally check out of their lives and then wonder why they don't know who they are when they're 13. Well, you don't know who they are because they've been watching Coco Melon all their life and you didn't teach them anything about God. Yeah. You didn't take them to the church for the church to teach them about God. Or it was so inconsistent that nothing could get established. So to me, I'm looking at the homes going, where's the dads? Where's the moms? We need to be binding together. And uh, men need to lead their homes in the ways of the Lord. And and women need to step up and do their part as well. It's I, I put it on the parents, heavily on the parents. Because I've seen this nation shift over my lifetime. Um, and I'm sure that there's many people who can testify the same, but it seems like with the advancement of technology, with the convenience of devices, um, you know, my wife and I don't do a lot of screen time with our kids. Like, we don't even own a TV, first of all, and we don't let them just sit and watch stuff um, nonstop. And so there's been days when we're like, man... A two and a half hour cartoon would really feel like a break, but we're just trying to not do that because we want to be engaged with our kids. And I see so many parents doing it, and I'm going, you know, it's hard to blame somebody else when I look in the mirror and I'm not doing all that I can be doing. And so I encourage parents to step up. So 
I agree. That's where I'm at. Yeah, I agree. And the church. The church what I mean. We've well. we got to get our kids back in church. We've we got to help them have a relationship with God. Absolutely. We took God out of school, and that's where things started to go south. All right. Well, we better get to Mary in Texas. Mary, welcome to End of the Age. Yes, hello. Hi, you're on the air. Welcome. Welcome. Um, two things. I agree 100% on what you're saying about presenting the guns in the government because that's a part of the tactic of um, dearming us so they can just bum rush on us and take us over, just like they did Austria. I keep up with all this stuff, and just like they do with New Zealand. Right? Our government right now is bullied. And that clip you say, Biden sound like he's trying to be discreet, not trying to come off like a like a thug, because that's what he is. But what it is, as far as the church, they're not doing enough. You need to take more of a stand and get some more protests. You're not really rearing up our head holding up the bloodstained banner. And the bottom line is it, sir, in order to make heaven, we're going to have to get our heads chopped off. Because a lot of people are waiting for this Jesus to the rescue. Oh, we, we're going to take us out before this. It's not happening like that. Just like the early church, they want some persecution, the 12 disciples, and we have to go there. But nobody ever mentions how the 12 disciples died. They Mary, died you're, you're, we're having a little bit of a hard time understanding everything that you're saying. Uh, what's your question today? Well, you had to hear a little something. My question is... It was in and out. I got some of it. Okay. Yeah. I'm in one spot. I'm not moving. But the bottom line is you're going to have to. I'd rather die standing up defending myself than down on my knees. Hope you heard that. But yes. Loud and clear. Time, What's your question today, today, Mary? My question is, and Daniel, in the 11th chapter, a lot of people don't come out of the end of the latter chapters. Do you believe all of this LGBTFG? is all set up with an antichrist as well as him be a socialist who's going to be uh, gay, you might as well say. A lot of that because they're constantly pushing it on the children and they're pushing for society to accept it. They're pushing it down people's throats. So your question is, is the antichrist going to be gay? Is that correct? Yeah, because what do you think? Have you read those latter chapters in Daniel 36, 37? We've read them. Doug, is the Antichrist going to be gay? That's Mary's question today. Well, uh, Mary, I mean, we it's a possibility. We don't know that 100% sure of that because we don't know if that's exactly what the Scripture is talking about. Uh, it says that... Uh, have, you re- have you read that? Yes, we have okay. read it. Definitely yeah. have okay. read it. Uh, but it talks about the desire of women there. And uh, so, you know, one thing that could mean as well is, you know, women's desire is to have children. And so it could be talking about he'll be, you know, like the, the China one-child policy type of situation going on there. We don't know exactly that that scripture means that he's going to be homosexual. But in this day and age, he may be. I mean, who knows? Uh you know, some people, if if they're trying to decide if they're a, a man today and a woman tomorrow, we got that kind of nonsense going on. So for the Antichrist to come and be a, a disciple of the devil, then, yeah, I mean, he very much could be homosexual or at least not know what gender he is. 
So, or she is. All right. Thank you for your call, Mary. We appreciate it very much. Doug, we've got just under two minutes left. The Antichrist is going to be a man, by the way, because it says that the mark of the beast is a man's name. So, anyway, he may, you know, (laughs) I just want to clear that before I start getting a lot of emails about Antichrist isn't going to be a woman. I don't believe he's going to be a woman either. I was just throwing that out there because of the he, she, they, them thing. Gotcha. Anyway, bottom line today, like I said before, what we're trying to do is just have people understand what's happening in our world right now. Don't let it divide us as a nation. Don't let it divide you as your neighbor next door. You you don't love those people. The Lord said the number one uh, commandment was to love God with everything you got and love your neighbor as yourself. So that's what we got to do. So world government is coming. Yes, it is. United States will be here. But will they be part of the world government? According to Revelation chapter 13, 1 and 2, it we are not in that one world government beast. Uh, but Revelation twelve fourteen shows us there helping Israel during that time of the great tribulation. So we will not be part of that one world government, but we will be here. So uh, to what extent that will be and how powerful of a nation will be at that point, we don't know. But we're definitely uh, there now. We have a presence in Israel. We have a military force in Israel. And we are fighting side by side with her right now, probably as we speak, in Syria against Iraq or Iran and and their militias. So right now, that prophecy is being fulfilled right now, and I believe it's going to keep being fulfilled all the way until the end time. So, so as a conservative and a Christian, how do we respond to statements made by our president, such as what we covered today? Well, try not to get riled up. We only got 20 seconds. You can't get that route up. Pray for that man and ask God to work on our president and others that are thinking like that, trying to divide this nation. And let's make America great again by getting back to the fundamentals of what made this America great before. And that's being rooted in the Word of God. There you have it. We'll see you tomorrow at 3 p.m. Central Time. This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries, or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-363-8463, or visit us online at endtime.com.